It's clear to you that de-icing the wings will not be done in a jiffy. You look for phone outlets but see none, only photos of phone outlets. A voice announces your gate is now 39C-12B-9A. It's like musical chairs if musical chairs made you sob in the pet relief area. A child picking his nose stares. His parents have abandoned him. The airport will raise him now. Don't let flight delays ruin your vacation. Go on a real vacation. GoRVing.com. At Lexia, we know literacy changes lives. As the gateway to the future for every student, literacy can boost their confidence and help them realize their full potential. Based on the science of reading, our literacy programs, along with all of those dedicated educators, can change the path of students' lives forever. We believe literacy can and should be for all. That's why at Lexia, we're all for literacy. All right, and we live. Welcome to another episode of Black Girl Interrupted. Y'all already know it's Sugar Ash. And y'all know y'all know what y'all leave me alone because I can't never get my fingers together when I be trying to when I have people on. Okay, there we go. All right, so I got nephew on with me tonight. Yes, sir. Y'all know which way I'm pointing. <laughs> Okay, am I going in the right direction now? You got, you got it right. You got it right. Look, I be trying. I be like, and then realize, okay, there we go. There you go, right there, right there, right there, right there. So I got nephew on with me tonight. Before I jump into tonight's topic, y'all already know every episode. Y'all know I got to do my mental health check in. Y'all already know, huh? <sighs> because, like I say, mental illness is a much needed conversation. Like I say, yes. Mental health awareness is the month of May, but as I stress and tell y'all, it doesn't. The conversation does not end May thirty first. <sighs> it does not end. Suicide, oh my goodness, is the third leading cause of death in African American men between the ages of eighteen and twenty four, and that's a lot. That's 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 a high percentage. Um, so you guys already know for the month of June, y'all know it's Father's Day. So y'all know every episode that I'm doing is in regards to black men. It's time for us to celebrate the black man. It's time for the black man to know how much not only do I appreciate him, but the black women around the world. We absolutely love and appreciate you. So y'all already know before I even jump into the conversation, y'all know I have to do a mental health check-in. So I need everybody that's tuned in. I need y'all to drop into the comments. I need y'all to let me know how y'all feeling. Today is Friday. The week is over. What's been going on? I need everybody to, you know, I need everybody to drop in the comments. I need to know how y'all are doing. Um, Neff, I'm like, well, we got some comments. So hold up. Mm -hmm. Let me jump into the comments. And then, you know, we, we're still rolling. We're still waiting. Hey, sis. Uh, y'all don't forget to. Y'all forgive me. I'm so scatterbrained today, but don't, you know what? Y'all see the lady down here at the bottom, Janelle Dixon. Y'all don't forget, tune in with us tomorrow at 12 p.m. Central Time. Black Girl Interrupted is hosting our first Women's Empowerment Conference, baby, from 12 to 3. Come get empowered. Come get encouraged. Come get uplifted. Join myself. I am the host, along with Three other beautiful black queens that are gonna come and drop some gems with you guys, with your ladies tomorrow. Your gentlemen, 
Y'all are more than welcome, welcome to tune in. Y'all are absolutely more than welcome. Like I said, tomorrow, 12 p.m. Central Time, Black Girl Interrupted, Ashley Pitts. I am hosting my first annual Women's Empowerment Conference. Like I said, I absolutely cannot wait. I'm excited about this event. This has been a long time coming. Um, so y'all tune in. We got a lot of, like I said, we got some comments. So let me get to the comments. And then Neff, I want to know how you feeling. And then you already know I rolled the video in regards to mental illness. Like I said, the conversation, yes, it mental health awareness again is the month of May. But do not forget the conversation does not end May 31st. So let's right. keep talking about it. Mental illness is at an all-time high in the African-American community. So I want each and every person that's tuned in tonight, please make it a point to reach out to somebody, check on somebody, send them a message. It takes 30 seconds of your day to send somebody a message, let them know how, you know, check on them, how are they doing? Because right. right now, man, it, it, it's going down. So Janelle, she says yes. Uh, so we got my boy Terror Artist 404. If y'all are gamers... Gamers, gamers, gamers. Y'all tap. I finally got my hair right. Okay. Yeah. In with the young man down at the bottom. Terror Artist 404, baby. That's his YouTube channel. Go hit him up. He plays Madden. And, and you know, cut him some slack. He is a Falcons fan. So, cut him some slack. He don't know no better, baby. That's it. Just, just. I, I won't say I won't say nothing. I won't say but nothing. He's got an amazing uh YouTube channel that um he does gaming Madden. All I'm uh, gonna say is don't say nothing during, uh, in the comment section. That's all I'm gonna say. Don't oh, say no. nothing. Don't start nothing. Won't be. Nothing. That's all. <laughs> so y'all, I'm trying to make sure I got okay. There we go. So y'all tap in with Terror Artist Fall Fall Baby. Hey Terror Artist, good to see you. Good to see you. Oh, and we got my big brother tuned in with us tonight. What's up, Riley? Uh, Hey, Dad. That is, let me get my fingers together. The, that this young that, man that right is here, my father. That's his dad down at the bottom. That's his dad. Good, so shout good out to, to you, Dad. And and there we go. And thank you for allowing me to bring my nephew on the show with me tonight. Again, keep dropping in the comments. Janelle says she's feeling just fine. Good, baby. Like I say, y'all already know how Black Girl Interrupted runs. Y'all need somebody to talk to. Y'all tap in with your girl. Y'all know my DMs stay open. If you know my phone number, video chat me, whatever. If we need to laugh, we need to cry, we need to joke. Drop it on in the comments. Drop it on in now. Yes, indeed. Janelle Dixon, baby. Black Girl Interrupted Women Empowerment. Black Girl, let's rock. So that's what we're doing tomorrow, ladies. <laughs> Gentlemen, if you tune in, come on. Come rock out with the black girls. Like I say. Come get encouraged. Come get empowered. Come get uplifted. We are definitely dropping some gems tomorrow. Um, like I say, it's time for us as black women, black queens to come together and uplift, encourage, and empower. So black girl interrupted. We doing a damn thing tomorrow. 12 Rock with the queens. Absolutely. And I will drop the link on Eventbrite. Um, everyone that has gotten a ticket, again, the event is totally free. Free, free, F-R-E-E, -E, baby, free. No money. It doesn't cost to come and hang with us. Like I say, from 12 p.m. to 12 p.m. Central Time to 3 p.m. Central Time, we're definitely going to have an amazing time tomorrow. Hey, my boy, let's get it, G-A. What's up? Hey. No, that's 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 brother right there. That's, that's, that's little brother right there. He's straight. 
Yes, don't start nothing. All I'm going to say is don't start nothing. Won't be nothing. But hey, bless them, baby. They don't know no better. They, they, they don't love. know no better. <laughs> don't start nothing. Won't be nothing. <laughs> okay. That's all I asked. They don't know no better. I'm here. I'm here bringing love. Don't you start nothing. That's all I asked. Let's get it. Hey, my baby. Oh, love your sugar. Love your sugar. Love you. Janelle, you know it's all love, sis. You know love it's it. all I love. love. Tara Artist, absolutely, baby. We don't do no hating and no shade throwing over. Well, I do throw a little shade. Um, you know, we don't do no hating over here. It's always empowerment, encouragement, uplifting. You know, I celebrate anybody, you know, regardless of the support, baby. I celebrate everybody. You know, I want everybody to win. So absolutely, you, you roll through, you're gonna get a shout out. I'm going to tell everybody to come holler at you, regardless of what your business is. And this is for everybody. You know, whatever your business is, whatever it is that you do, you come through. I'm absolutely going to shout you out because I appreciate all the love and all the support. You know what I'm saying? I absolutely appreciate that. So any love shown to me is absolutely going to be shown in return. Yes, it is. Same here. <laughs> So let's get it. Say this big sis platform. He say, I'm going to leave it alone. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all already know. You know what? Let me say this. Black Girl Interrupted. What, what, this is what we do on here. Anybody that's been on the show with me, you already know. We're going to talk a little trash. We're going to mm -hmm. get the energy going. We're going to get hyped up. So if we just so happen to roll in and talking about a little football, hey, let's talk about a little football. You get what I'm saying? Because on this platform, we transparent. It's all love. We laugh, we joke, we play. Nobody bullies. We don't do none of that on here. That's we right. don't do that. So if we talk, so you know what? I'm going to talk a little trash. Football season, we about, what, 90-some days away from football season? And I'm absolutely excited. You know, what What about you, nephew? Like I say, we about 90-some days away from football. All right. How you feel, how you feel about that? Let, let's, oh, let's, as, you know, as far as football, as far as mental health. Let's do something different. I got Saints fans, Falcon fans, every I got all types of football fans. For about two minutes, let's 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 talk a little football real quick. Okay. Like for you know, for a couple of minutes. Let good. me ask you, nephew, because you know we Saints fans. Terror Artist 4-4 is a, a Falcons fan. Let's get it. GA is a Falcons fan. <laughs> what are y'all looking forward to this season? What what are y'all looking forward to this season? Well, I'm honestly looking forward to see what our QB situation is going to be like. I want to see how Jameis is going to do stepping up and making up for how he uh, what he was doing back in Tampa because it's one thing to like do things here there while uh, Drew is injured and when you're the main guy uh, behind the center. Right. Because the, la the last time he was the starting QB, he made a history record of throwing 33 touchdowns and 30 interceptions. Right. So as a starting QB, that's not a good look for your last impression. Right. So right. hopefully, hopefully he's improved since then. And I and I'm rooting for him, but I I'm not I don't have that much faith in him just to go off of like you throwing a few touchdowns against your former team in the playoffs once or twice. And I don't have that much faith in Taysom Hill as a starting quarterback with his arm a few times. But besides that, I think we have okay weapons. Our defense, our defense alignment, we know is a beast. 
Our secondary might need a little bit of improvement, but overall, I think I, I think our uh, defense is okay. But right. I'm mostly just curious on our quarterback position. I just want to see how that goes. Um, let me say this: I 100% agree with what you're saying. Um, but I'm 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 confident in Peyton and Sean Peyton. You know, he he could, you know, turn players around. Um. You know, Jameis had about a year up under Drew Brees. I think two, so, actually. Uh, huh? I think I think two years he's been under. This Drew is rolling actually. into year two. This is the second year with us. We, he's rolling into year two with us. Last year yeah. was the first year, so he's okay. been under Drew for, for over a year. Um, and I think Drew has been training with them. So, um, I'll say I'm about seventy percent. With uh Taysom, I mean uh with uh Jameis. Mm-hmm. Uh Taysom, nah, that's the fumble king. He's too predictable, but hey, um we we know we know what we know what his play is every game. We know it every game. Same play, it doesn't change. Defense, absolutely. Uh, you know, our secondary. A little shaky, baby. I, I, I need to, I need to have little. I need to have a sit down with them, you Just know, prior. You know, I need to go out to their mini camp and 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 highlight them, you know. So let me ask you this real quick. Um, hold let's on. So let's get it. Says we love you, sis. Behind your auto, absolutely. Let's get it. You know that, baby. You know mm-hmm. it. You know it. You know it. Willie say I'm a bully. I am not a bully to you, baby. <laughs> I am not a bully. I'm telling you, I'm not a bully. Only to you. <laughs> Only to you. At least he's honest. <laughs> right. So let's get it cause us the ain't without Drew. There we go. Matt. That's I strike one. Put another S in front of and, and the pigeons without Julio. <laughs> so yeah, y'all were the pigeons with Julio, to be honest. Right. So Willie say Winston has a gar- he had a garbage line in Tampa. He would do well behind the Saints line. Right. Right. I told you, I believe Touché. that because Touché. you got Michael Tom and you see we done brought Crawley back. Mm. You yeah, see we brought Crawley back. Mm. I see. I see. I- I'll give you that one, Woods. You might have a point there. I, I appreciate the input on that one. I'm you know. I'm going to roll with it. Like I say, I want to do an icebreaker today. So let's get a sense. A lot of respect to y'all franchise, though. Much respect to the Falcons. Um, And I'm going to say this because I think we are the best division rivals in the South. Um, You know, so I'm absolutely ecstatic to see how we play against each other. You know, twice a year, <laughs> twice a season. Uh, no, so, uh, how we win twice a year against y'all, right? Each season, right? So, <laughs> Big Brother says James trust James in Peyton. James has too has too, had too many OCs in different offenses in Tampa. I think the sky's the limit. In, um, is Peyton's offense? That's why I say Peyton has the. You know, he he knows how to to to. Churn a player. He knows how to hone a player correctly to fit with the scheme. And I really honestly believe because, like I say, first and foremost, I'm a Saints fan. Of course. Okay? You and me both. I'm a Saints fan, so with, with or without Drew, 
I really wish we would have kept Teddy, but hey, that's a whole nother conversation. You and me both. To be honest, you know, I kind of wish we would have had enough calf room to give Russell Wilson to, to a trade. No, <laughs> no. Leave leave Russell where he is. He leave him with Seattle. But I, I really um No, he wants to leave. Well, yeah, he does, but who's one of the four destinations he wanted to go? Oh, yeah, we was number one. We were number one, but we didn't you have the money. That's we what I'm saying. I was saying if, if we would have had enough cap space, I honestly wish he would have came over here. And you know, they was, I think they was kind of eyeing Julio a little bit too. But just think if uh, we would have got Turf Toe Jones. That, that that that's that's too now that's too good to be true. That's too much. That that's too much. That would have been so nasty. That's too much to, to have Mike Thomas and Julio and with Russell Wilson too. Now that's that's madden. Man, and then you got Kamara, you got Thomas, yeah. you got my, my baby. Um, um, oh, oh, I see his face. Oh, the yeah. oh, what's his name? Because he reminds me so much of Darren Sproles. Um, I see his face. I just can't call his name. What is his name? Because I was oh, like, hey, you need to play him more. I know his name. I see his face. I just can't, I just can't call his name off the top I of my I can't head. think of him, but dad could probably think of him. I can't think of him. Uh um. So Willis says the playbook has changed since Drew is gone. The pass plays only covered only 20 yards. That's why Tampa dogged us in the playoff. Yeah. Facts. Yeah, because Drew, Drew was still was still dealing with that with that shoulder. Harris. That's his name. Harris. That's his name. That's uh, his name. Because he reminds I mean, me so and I see his face because every time I see him, I think about Darren Sproles. And I really hate they let my baby go to keep Jimmy Graham big head, cracker jack head ass. Oh damn. Forty million for what? Jeez. Because Jimmy Graham upset me, and you know he wanted to come back to the Saints, but no, nah, baby, you stay where you at. Stay where you at, sugar. So let's get it. Say he can't stand us, though. Hey, we don't like y'all either, but you know what? We are big brothers, okay? Remember that. Y'all want to be so much like the Saints. And I'm gonna leave it at that. Y'all trying to turn Peachtree into Bourbon Street? Not happening. Hey, GA, all I'm saying is just, just be <laughs> peaceful in the comments section, guy. Cause I got a couple of I, I got a full clip for you if you keep playing, bro. <laughs> Tara ought to say F our franchise. Hey. Well, well what hey Tara, guess what? At least when we went to the big dance, we made it count. Y'all owing two. Hold on, John Elway calling me. Hold on, what, what you say, John Elway? John Elway just called me. He he say, uh, y'all want y'all Super Bowl trophy, y'all Super Bowl trophy back? Hold on, wait, wait, Brady. You know, oh, Brady on the other line. Hold up, oh, Tom sure. Brady on the other line. <laughs> oh, okay, right. Okay, got twenty-eight-three. What? I don't. I don't okay. want you to. Okay. You know, I, 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 I'm I think we should move on before before right, we just get right. out of hand. Okay, thank you. Well, yeah, because John Elway was on. What? Oh, okay, all right. You know, so uh, Elway say he gonna highlight y'all later. Tom Brady say uh, get like him, hey. and, and he gonna leave it at that. <laughs> Shannon Sharp called and said help is on the way. <laughs> oh Lord, so hey, yes, Let, let's Lord. move on though, man. Cause I actually want to want to bring up about something about mental health though. So let's so, so uh, Willis say should have sat down in the playoffs. He showed me how selfish he was chasing individual individual records. It was just it was a team sport, right? But I said that you know, I said that even when you know 
when we still had Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater the, the, went on to win five straight games. The, and then the year he, prior, um, yeah. You know, I'm just like, really, Breeze? You know, that that's all he was concerned about. I really felt like he should have retired year before last. You should have went out on your high. That's just me. Yeah, like personally, I, I'm a I, Saints I feel, fan. Yeah, I feel like he should have retired a year prior. Right. You, he should have went. But like Willis say, he was too busy trying to chase records. And you forgot about your teammates. He say Jones is injured every year. That's why I call him Turf Toe. Oh, oh Julio? Oh, dang. Man, every, every, every season. Harris, that's his name. Now he calls me aggressive. I'm absolutely aggressive. Yes. So let's so get it, say Y'all relevant until the playoffs start. Did y'all even make it to the playoffs this season? Oh, okay. Um, I know right. So your dad says, uh, we haven't mm. ran Sean Payton's true stretch the field offense in the last three years. Jameis Armstrong says career year for him. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, Drew, Drew's arm no offense to Drew, but Drew's arm strength probably has held the, the offense back from like going all out. Probably mostly because like and no again no offense his like his old top father, father time is caught up to you. definitely caught up to him. the man's in his forties right. now so right I mean after you know, a while you gotta think about your your health man I mean and, and Breeze was hurt I mean you know every time you turn around he it, it, it went from the thumb now the shoulder and, and I was just well, he, you now know he, he was battling his shoulder injury for for a long time right right and he was still playing you know but. And it's the same shoulder he hurt when he was at San Diego. Right. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, hey, your arm got a little loose, Drew. You was a little noodle arm, baby. But <laughs> hey, respect. You know, thank you. You know, let me say this to Drew Brees. Thank you for taking us to our first Super Bowl, you know, taking us and winning our first Super Bowl. I I appreciate your salute on on your on your journey, but next man up. It's a business, baby. It's a business, you know. He he, he oh, said, no. hold up, bounty gate. Never mind. The ace already took the. <laughs> Maybe y'all should have had a bounty gate. Maybe y'all could have won that Super Bowl. Y'all been twice and lost both times. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I had to dust the. The dust off your trophy case. So we'll see. Your dad says Bree should Bree should have retired three years ago, right? That's why I say he should have went out on his high. Yeah. When he was high, he should have went on and and retired. I just you know hey. So my boy Trey says Spencer Butler needs to hear this. Tell Spencer, come on. We doing a little football talk just to break the ice. Like I said, I think that's what I want to start doing at the beginning of every show. After I do the mental health check-in, let's let's jump into a conversation, you know, that everybody can interact. You know, like I say, football season is approaching us in about 90 days, I think. I want to say 90, 192 more days. Uh, around that, because August is going to be coming, coming in quick, fast, and a hurry. Right, right. Now, so. You know, preseason is around the corner, and then we roll into the regular NFL season. So, um yep. good luck to every team in the NFL. Um, I pray no injuries because injuries are no fun. Um, regardless, whatever team, you know, if I don't like your team, whatever, 
I do not wish injuries on any of your players because I well, think that's absolutely unfortunately that that's guaranteed. But I pray oh, we don't, yeah. you don't get as bad as right. they could be, like ACL tears or Let's like sh- like yeah, like just like I, I you, y'all y'all understand what I'm saying, man? Right, like, we know that's a part of the game, but we definitely want to make sure we hate it's uh, a part of the game, but we know. Right, we definitely want to make sure. Uh, no bad injuries, you know. Right. I I pray every team, every player, your your players stay healthy, and that's real, you know. I'm a diehard fan of the Saints, of the Black and Gold. I rep this young man, this young man over here to my right, left, whatever. How y'all looking at him? He's a diehard Saints fan. He reps. It's your young man. Let's get it laughed at me. I know it. <laughs> um, so anyway, so y'all keep dropping in the comments. Y'all let me know how y'all are doing. So as I jump into tonight's conversation, this conversation is very near and dear to me. Oh, uh, Ms. Ashton, b- b- before, oh, before, ahead, we even go, before we even go there, but uh, I actually want to shout you out real quick. Cause, um, the first time I was actually here, uh, if you don't know, I have a podcast called the Slick Talk Podcast. Um, just throw that plug in real quick. I need you to. Oh, okay. Put it, uh, put it in your yeah. in your name so they can know. Yeah, yeah. I'm, let, let me do that after this because uh, I got. I'm just so I don't forget. Um, I got you. Uh, la- you you kept bringing up that last month was a uh, mental health awareness month, and I was like, wow, I'm, I'm mad I didn't know that. And I'm and half of last month I wasn't able to do do my show, so I decided. My second uh, week that I did did my podcast, which was unfortunately the last week of May, I talked about uh, the importance of mental health. And luckily, my guest, because my co-host couldn't make it that week, he was a mental health specialist or uh, a men- he he had a big role in mental health. So right, we like the conversation was deep. So. That was mostly because of you. So I got I got to thank you very much for inspiring me to talk about that and a part two because I talked about that with my co-host a week after that, and that one won't be the last time we absolutely. talk about that. We might get a part three, maybe part four. It or that. That's a conversation that. So um, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. You know. Mental health, like I say, is, is is absolutely a big topic that needs to be addressed in the black community, especially black men. You know, you have black men that suffer from PTSD, depression, bipolar, schizo, anxiety, ADD, ADHD. And these conversations are swept under the rug. No one wants to talk about it. So I have to address it. You know, this is exactly what I utilize this platform for is to talk about everything. You know, I wanted to create a safe space, not only for black women, but for black men to come on and be able to, and, and be able to vent and say, this is what's bothering me. So this is where black girl interrupted came from. You know, God granted me a platform to utilize for the good. And here I am, you know, so no black girl interrupted. Yes, it is for black women, but Hey, I can't forget about my brothers. You get what I'm saying? Because y'all are just as equally important to me as the black women. So I salute you and every black man in America, every black man that's tuned in. I salute y'all. 
because we wouldn't be where we are without the black man. So salute to y'all. Like I say, every topic this month is going to be in regards to black men. So let's get it. I love you too, baby. I promise I do. Mm -hmm. Hey, there go my boy, Will the Third. Y'all don't forget. Tune in uh, with Will the Third. Well. He hosts the Black Mailed Podcast on month, no, on Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Central Time. He also has the ADHD Hour on Sundays. You could follow him both on Facebook and YouTube. Hit him up. Hit him up. Go follow him, man. Will the third, he does amazing. He has amazing content in regards of being bringing the black men together. So y'all go support him, man. Come on. Go support my big brother. Shout out to Will the Third. I can you nephew, beautiful woman, Let's get it. GA says, I concur with your nephew. You. Beautiful woman, beautiful spirit, and most of all, very humble. Appreciate Keep it up, sis. Absolutely. Um, those that's one of the things that I've learned along my journey is to learn how to remain humble at all times. You get what I'm saying? So he's having some technical difficulties, but don't worry, he'll be back. Um brother, hey brother, brother, brother. He's having some issues with his with his iPad, but he's coming back, but we're still gonna keep the show rolling. I told you, technology just never lets us be great. But hey, we're going to keep it rolling. So, jumping into tonight. Hold up, let me bring it back on. It's doing its own darn thing. There we go. My apologies, y'all. Like it, there we it, go. I already told right him here. about it. You don't have to apologize, baby. They know technology, baby, never let shit be great. So never jumping into tonight's topic, I think is very imperative for my brothers that are tuned in tonight, that y'all that y'all keep watching this episode because it's imperative. So tonight's topic, I'm jumping right on in. Matter of fact, let me, let me say this before I jump into tonight's topic. Whatever you're going through, let it go. If you feel you can't talk to anybody, y'all know my DMs stay open. If you know my phone number, call me. Let's work through this black man. Let's work through this black woman. We all we got. So we need to hug on each other a little more. We need to love on each other a little more because lives are being taken very rapidly. I pray for the city of New Orleans. What, 30-something murders? In two weeks, black men, this black man, black boys, y'all. This episode is for y'all tonight. This episode is absolutely for y'all tonight. So, without further ado, here's tonight's topic. Tonight we are talking about black father son relationships. Will you be my daddy? Let me explain. And tell you why this, this topic is so imperative. Because we're dealing with so many fatherless men and boys. Us mothers, we try so hard to teach our sons how to be men. We can't teach them the way you can, black men. 
I absolutely need you black men to step up. I absolutely need you black men to be more active in your sons, in your son or son's lives. It's time for us to take our sons back. It's time for the, it's time for you black men and us black women to pull our sons out the streets. It's time for us to keep them out of the jails. It's time for us to keep them out of the cemeteries before it's time. Get Macy's lowest prices of the season on must-haves to make spring your season. Like twirl-worthy dresses for $79.99 and under. 50 to 65% off effortlessly cool suits from Tommy Hilfiger and more. And 65% off Charter Club damask sheets and bedding. And get contact-free curbside pickup or pickup in store today. Details at Macy's.com slash pickup. Savings off regular sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. At Lexia, we know literacy changes lives. As the gateway to the future for every student, literacy can boost their confidence and help them realize their full potential. Based on the science of reading, our literacy programs, along with all of those dedicated educators, can change the path of students' lives forever. We believe literacy can and should be for all. That's why at Lexia, we're all for literacy. So fathers, we need you to step up. I've done a topic on this. I, I've done a show on the same topic, but it was important that I that I bring it back. You know, you're going to see a lot of repetitive topics, but that's because we have to keep these conversations on the forefront. We have to keep these topics rolling. So black father-son relationships, will you be my daddy? So let's jump into the first question. And I'm going to allow you to answer this one, nephew. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Why wow. are father and son's relationships so difficult? Mm. What makes it difficult? Okay. Um, I think I think what, what makes father and son relationships so difficult is that we as men already have to deal with society putting the stature of what men have to be as far as, you know, the tough, um, masculine, no vulnerability type image, right? Mm -hmm. And you have some, you have some, some sons that feel like they can't be vulnerable to their fathers like that. And sometimes you, you have some sons that actually try to do that and they don't really give much emotion from their fathers. Mm. Like, hell, actually, I did, uh, again, my, my podcast, I did an episode yesterday, um, it's out today. One of my subjects that I, that I really enjoy talking about uh, was part two of me talking about men's vulner vulnerability. Can men be vulnerable? And my guest, Travis, shout out to him, he was he was telling me that um his dad never actually told them that he loved him which sucks and he and he was telling me how the way he grew up dealing with uh woo looking back at it, it just it just it was just crazy it it shocked the hell out of me but but the but basically what I'm trying to say is like when when you already de dealing with what you 
what your father's already dealt with as far as like damn it's hard to explain <laughs> take your time okay okay all right when, when you when you have when you when you when you when you let me ask you oh this. okay Tell me about your relationship with your dad. My relationship with my dad. Was it a I'll difficult be, relationship? I don't you think said, it. I don't. Th I don't think it is. But at the same time, I think we're two different people. And even though it was okay, at the same time. With with our with our I wouldn't say different backgrounds, but the way we grew up, um, how we see things, kind of kind of separates how we kind of like connect and communicate. Mm. And luckily for me, my dad isn't like one of those um, type dads that sets a standard that that has to be like if i don't do this i'm a failure forever i will be ashamed of you forever you're, right. you're not a man um yeah, of course there, there's some parts that's like okay so you gotta man up to, you gotta step up and do this once right. or twice but right. it's not that much of a pressure but at the same time because my dad was was raised through the object bill projects in new orleans because my my dad uh was born and raised uh as uh one of what eight children right and he and he was one of the go go tos is even now uh in older age with his with his siblings because he's been in the army for 33 years right. um been a recruiter for 17 years mm -hmm. uh he's one of the go to guys for a lot of people he's one of the the strong friends for a lot of people. So he had, so he has to put on, uh, uh, a, I wouldn't say a strong front, but he, he has to like carry a lot of loads for a mm -hmm. lot of people, especially for, uh, the household that we live in. Like my, we, we live in a family of four, like me, my sister and my mother and still, and who was still married to my father. Mm -hmm. That's a huge responsibility he already has. So, mm -hmm. He has to be as strong as strong as he is for us. And his way is a lot different from mine. Like he might not show as much emotion as I do. I'm a lot more ongoing than he is. Sometimes I'll be honest, I wish he would show a little bit more emotion, joke around a little. He does now, now that he's retired. But <laughs> but I, I can sometimes I wish he would be a little bit more like a little ongoing. more vulnerable. Yeah. So and so and sometimes I feel like that's part of that's mo kind of my fault because I probably don't reach out as much, but I think me reaching out kind of like fade away because after reaching out for so at well after attempting to reach out for so long, it kind of fade away and it ended up just me just talking to him about sports all the time. It got it gotten better when I try to talk to him about other things, but sometimes like 
you want to talk to him more about sports. So let me ask you this. Because you just answered the question, why father and son relationships are so difficult. Okay. You got to think your dad comes from a family of eight. Right. You know, military background. Right. He had to be tough in those situations. Right. Coming from the Abbeville, come on now. You couldn't be weak. Right. And, and you know, and, and I know a lot of that has to do with, oh, this hair is irritating me. Um, has a lot to do with why men are not vulnerable because mm. they were told you have to be tough. This is what I this wanted to say. They don't show any emotion because they were taught, hey, that's weak. You right. better not cry. You cry, I'm going to give you something to cry about. And that right. came from not only daddy, but mama too. You know, we as mothers, we have to hold ourselves accountable when it comes to, you know, boys. And we're telling you, you better not cry. You better not do this. You better not do that. You know, that that's that's what we do. And then, too, maybe your dad wasn't shown. You know, maybe his dad never told him he loved him or showed him a vulnerable side. Right. So I think in that moment. You should that that right there in that moment is a conversation you need to sit down and have with your dad. Yeah, and, and this and this is this the worst part. This is the crazy part about, it. and this is what I wanted to say earlier. And, I, and this goes for like a lot of reasons why fathers and sons have a lot of relationships. And this is speaking from the son aspect because I've I've never had a child before. Don't plan on having one anytime soon. I'm definitely not ready. Um, a lot of sons go through things feeling like. They have to do a lot, lot to try to please their their father, and sometimes it's like no matter what they do, it's like what the hell can I do to be good enough? And not saying that my father's never made me feel like that. My dad will, will always make me feel like he loves me, he's proud of me, he cares for me. But when you when, when sometimes because my dad has done a lot for a lot of people like. Hell, a few weeks ago, he went and made sure like a whole the whole school staff ate and stuff. And it's like, how the hell can I do that? It's like, ain't no way I could like I've hooked maybe a, a couple friends uh, up with like a bucket hat or something, maybe a couple a couple gifts, like. But and that's all for and but that's all for him. I ain't got money, like. But it, I know obviously it's the thought that counts. But it's like stuff that I wish I could do that he's done. But at the same time, it's like, it's like, what more can I do to at least be like him? Because this is what my my um, my guest said, which was resonated with me yesterday. When you uh, when you was when you're born, there's two things that you, that you that first comes to you uh, when it comes to your father. He's the first person that you want to be, or the first person that you don't want to be. Right. And you when you see things from your father, it's like. Okay, if I don't accomplish this just like he does, I am a failure. And you put that pressure on him, uh, on yourself. And if you don't accomplish that, even though you're, you're young as hell, you're not even old enough to even do that. <laughs> like, even though you, you don't accomplish that, you're at a point where it's like, you can't even look him in the eye. You didn't even do anything wrong. He don't even know what the problem is. 
And you put the pressure on yourself for no reason. But why do but you never want to you want to emulate, not be like. So you what you want to do, and right. and I think that's where where black boys strive, you know, and they because you have to look at the reality versus the expectations. You get what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. You you expect to to grow up and be just like your dad, but in reality, you don't want to be like him. Just emulate it. Emulate some right. of the things that he's taught you. You want to take the values that he's instilled in you. You know, you always want to be better than what your you know your parents always say be better than me. Even right. though your parents may have been the best parents in the whole wide world, they always want their children to be better than them. So you should stop trying to fill your daddy's shoes. And right. learn and be your own man. Yes, you're a junior, but you have to be your own man. You have to be your own person because you have to have your own identity. Right. And that's one, and I think that's one of the things that makes father and son relationships so difficult is because you have these boys that are that want to be so much like their dad that they don't even have their own identity. That basically you lose yourself. So right. now you're still trying to figure out who the hell am I? Right. You know, so when it comes to black boys growing up into black men, again, you want to strive to be better than your, your parents. Right. Because you have, like, I, here, here it comes to the fatherless sons. You still have to have your own identity because you don't know anything about your dad, or maybe you do. Maybe your dad was there first five years, 10 years of your life, and then walked away. So you already know in that point, I don't want to be like him. I want to be better right. than that. I don't want to do exactly what he did. So you have to have your own identity when it comes to um, defining who you are in the world. You know, you want to take his traits because your dad is an amazing person. That's like when I tell you I love my big brother. Through heaven and earth, I love my big brother and I love what he represents. But I want you to have your own identity too, nephew. I want you of to become, be your own man. Of course, you could take some of his characteristics and his traits. You know, your dad is a hard worker. Emulate that. Take that. Right. Be that hard worker. You know, your dad is a very giving person. He'll give his last if he has it. Right. You be that too, you know. But your dad is also very reserved and very low-key and very private. See, you, right. on the other hand, you're the outgoing. To a certain extent. I, right. Like, that, there's certain parts that that made, that made me private, too, uh, for certain reasons. But you're, you're more outgoing than your dad. Right. See, your dad, let me, let me tell you, like, you're, you're more social media- and, and and that's the easiest way for me to describe. It. You're more, you're the social butterfly. Your dad is not really so much the social butterfly. Okay. Does that make sense to you? Can you see? Like your dad is, you know, he he behind the scenes. He'll hit me up. What's up, sis? What you doing? When you coming through the city? And I'll be like, bro, I'm in the city, and, and nobody will know that me and my brother didn't hung out. But right. you, if we hang out, you're like, oh, I got my ATM, my TD here. Oh, no, I, I won't do that. that trust me. I no, don't. But I'm just using it as yeah. an example, like okay. the difference in between you and your dad. Oh, I got you. So, 
just find, you know, just make sure you don't lose yourself um, trying to be like your dad because you're right. going to have your own identity. Well, no, I, I, I knew, like, the older I got, like, I, there, I knew, like, there were some parts I seen in my dad. I was like, okay, obviously there's some parts, even if I wanted to, that mental knocking has been shamed and hidden for far. That's a fact, dad. That's a fact. Um, I knew like there's some parts I'm even if I wanted to, I know I can't I can't be like that. Uh like that, like my dad. Like there's no way I can be as chill as my dad is. It's just not in me. I've tried to be the, the chill, laid back guy. It's hard not it's hard for me to That's to be, not your to personality. Be. Yeah. Like I wanna I wanna be silly. I wanna I wanna talk. That's why. That's why. That's why I'm here to do a podcast. But I want to talk. I hate being in detention. And that's what I mean when I say you're the more sociable one. Talk to mentor See? lead and God, God their sons. And God their sons. Ooh, we got. So, about and that's that. what I mean when it comes to your dad. Morning, noon, and bite. It's buy one get one for a dollar at McDonald's. Choose from a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage McGriddles, and hash browns. For lunch, enjoy a McDouble, McChicken, six-piece chicken McNuggets, and more. Buy one, get one for a dollar. You can get two of the same item or mix and match them. Prices and participation may vary. Valid for product of equal or lesser value cannot be combined with any other offer. Now through April 14th, join a clean and spacious Planet Fitness for $1 down and only $10 a month. With tons of equipment and free fitness training, it's the perfect place for everybody to work out. Even me, Mr. I can't sleep at night, so I keep dozing off during the day. Especially you, Snoozy. You'll rest easier and feel fit-tacular. Wait, how did you get in here? Join in club or at planetfitness.com. $1 down, $10 a month, cancel any time. Hurry, deal ends April 14th. See club for details. You're the more social one. You mm. are stepping out from behind... You know, like I say, your dad is so chill. He reserved. You know, your dad just kind of lay back in the cut like that. But you're the more social one. You know, so you're the one that that doesn't mind stepping out and, and, and being on the forefront. But right. you know exactly what he said. Many black fathers haven't been taught to mentor, lead, and guide their sons. Right. Oh, and and not and not just that. That's also what I wanted to say earlier, but my mind went blank. I hate when mind goes blank. Uh Men, which also leads to my, my episode, like men already have a hard time being vulnerable with each other. So it's hard for, for a man to try to be vulnerable with their son when they trying to teach them that they have to be tough, especially for us as black men. When we're already in a society where we have to be tough all the time. So how in the world can we try to teach, uh, try to have a, a great loving relationship with our sons we have to be tough everybody else so and we gotta teach our sons to be tough too that's a tough mask to put on all, all the time and then to it goes back to the upbringing you know because that too yeah because you have fathers that allow their sons to display emotions you have fathers that allow their fathers, you know, that allow their sons, hey, if you're hurt, you're angry, you're sad, feel that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Then you have, like I say, you have the fathers that say, you better not cry. Crying is for, for sissies. That's what sissies right. do. You know, right. this is what the black men 
have been conditioned and it's just been passed on right from one generation to generational curses so it's up to you you know whenever you have your son it's up to you to allow your son to display his emotions and let him know it's okay to cry it's okay to feel angry it's okay to feel sad you're human right that doesn't de that does not de emasculate him that does not de emasculate him that does At not all. mean that if he cries he's gonna be gay as as what i've heard you know coming up in, in my generation you know like i say i'm 42 and that's what i heard in my generation you know mm -hmm. boys don't cry that's only sissies cry right you know but you can't fault a father that wasn't shown properly you get what i'm saying mm -hmm. so that leads me before i even jump into the next question that leads me into this video that um i pulled up so i mean that i that i um uploaded so let me get over here to it um i love 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 this so listen to this video y'all stay tuned it's about about four minutes long so bear with me <laughs> So former uh, NFL running back and fatherless son, Avian Kason is here with his 13-year-old son and his son's mom. So Avian says he needs this advice. So talk, talk with us. You got to excuse me for a minute. <clears throat> um, I grew up without a father. And, um, you know, when I talk to my son, um, I, feel the same, I feel the same way. I feel like he feel the same way I feel with my dad. Resentment. And talking to him is so cold, but I want him to know that, you know, I love him. I want him to know that. And it is, it's tough. It's tough talking to him. Who's feeling resentment, you or he? I feel resentment. I feel resentment with my father coming up because he's, he's never been around. Uh -huh. And when I talk to my son, I feel like he feels the same way. Resentment towards you? Yes. Tell me what's going on, beloved. Can you talk about it? If I come over there, would you talk to me about it? Dad, can I come there for a moment? If you sit right there is with it, him. Is it true that you didn't go to his recent graduation? Yes, yeah, true. You sit right there. Don't well, leave I just him. said that is obvious. Sit right there so you don't leave him. He's going to be here this time. All right? So tell me what's going on. Mom, he can handle this. You just breathe. Tell me what's going on. I haven't seen him in a long time. Him? And how does that make you feel? I didn't, we didn't hear what he said. What did he say? He said he hasn't seen him in a long time. What's a long time? Tell me what a long time is. Since I was about four. Since you were four. And how old are you? Thirteen. Thirteen. And what did you tell yourself about him when he wasn't there? I think it was a mistake. That you were a mistake? You feel like a mistake. Okay. And, and what did you feel about him when he wasn't there? I didn't have a father. Yeah. And, and have you ever talked to him about that? Okay. So, Dad, turn around. You turn around. All right. What do you want him to know? Look at him. He's going he's gonna to be here this time. Okay? What is it that you want him to know? Look at him. Tell him how it felt. Horrible. It felt horrible that you left me. Tell him. 
so horrible that you left me. It made me feel like I was a mistake. It made me feel like I was a mistake. And I, how did you feel about him? Tell him how you felt about him. I love the person that I've never seen. And that made you feel what? Like I wasn't supposed to be here. Now, what do you want to tell him now that he's back? That I love him. And? That I want him to be here. And tell him he doesn't get to leave you again. He doesn't. You don't tell get him. to leave me again. And to play with my heart. And to play with my heart. I need you. I need you. And I want you. And I want you. Don't disappoint me. Don't disappoint me. What did you hear your son say? I want to hear what you heard him say. He doesn't want me to disappoint him. No, you don't want me. I hear you say I, you don't want me to disappoint you. I hear you say that you love me. I hear that you say that you don't want me to go yeah. and never leave again. Yeah. It's just one thing. It's tough. Tell him. It's tough because I'm 2,000 miles away from you. I'm in Texas and you here. It's hard. Can you text? Yes. Make an agreement with him and a commitment to him. When are you going to text him? How long? How often? When? Do you have a phone? I text you all day, every day if I have to. Not if you have to, Daddy. Okay, so now, Daddy, you sit here. <clears throat> okay. I know this is going to be hard for you. So I'm going to sit here. He needs to see your vulnerability. He needs to know that you're vulnerable and that he's important and that he matters. Tell him your story. Tell him the truth. That you were fatherless and didn't know how to father. Can you tell your son that? I never, I never had a father, son. Never. Never showed up any games, anything like that. I know you like basketball. I want to beat all those games. I want to. I want to show you. I want to show you that. I want to show you that I love you. I want to give all the love that I have for you. I want. I want to show that to you. I want to be here, and I'm going to be here. Make a commitment I can't, to I him. I can't. I can't have it. I can't. Me talking to you on the phone with with a cold voice, and then I tell you that I love you, and I don't hear it back. That hurts. I don't want to feel that pain anymore. I don't want to feel that. Do you love him? Can you trust his love? Yes. You sure? Let him know I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust you. Yeah. But, Daddy, it, your hurt is not his responsibility. Mm -hmm. Your hey. hurt is not his responsibility. He, he can't handle that. So there you are. There's your answer in regards to why father-son relationships are so difficult. Remember I told you, it's a cycle. It's a cycle. He didn't have his daddy, so he didn't know how to be a father, so the son had to pay for it. You heard what he said. The son hadn't seen him since he was four years old, and he's, what, 13 13? Yeah, Nine crazy. years. And you heard when he said, you know, when Ayana say, show him that you could be vulnerable. 
This is what we need from the black men. That's why father-son relationships are so difficult because the daddies don't want to talk and share their stories. Explain to your children why you're the way that you are. Let, you know, even though I, I, I'm a mother, you know, and, and of course I'm going to do an episode on, on mother-son relationships, you know, and, and my son will be back on here with me. But I had to explain to him. I had to, My son didn't understand. Why didn't you show me love? I didn't know how. It's a cycle. You know, it, it's generational. And at some point, somebody has to stop it. So that's what I mean. You know, when, whenever it comes time when you have your children, you know, allow your son or your sons, you know, if you have two boys, one boy, whatever, allow your son to be open and vulnerable with you and you reciprocate the same thing to him. The cycle has to stop somewhere. Right. So let's go on raising a black son in America. And, and I and I'll be honest. Um I, I just never never told told um told told my parents this story before. Um as someone that person I am, someone that's luckily not part of this cycle, thanks to my parents, especially my dad, appreciate him for that. Um I remember like senior year I was applying for college for something. I forgot what it was, and it was something involving my parents. I don't remember what, but I was putting my parents something information on it involving them. And two of my classmates, they were they were girls, not not boys, but there's a reason why they're being brought regardless. Uh, they saw that had both of them in there, and they were and one of the girls was like, "Oh, like it's it's so nice that you have both of your parents in your life." And and then one of them chimed in and said, "And they're married, girl. Oh, they're married. Oh, you're so lucky." Me, like, in my heart, I was hurt. Well, I wasn't hurt, but I was like, "Dang, is that rare? That not only like that we don't have like that we like people in the black community don't have a black father in their lives, especially black uh black men, mm -hmm. but." A married foundation too, like that sucks. Like, luckily for me, shout out to my parents. I'm I'm blessed to have them, have them, and not only them, but a stable, a, a stable mother and father too. Because just because you have a mother and father does not mean that they they can be good mothers and fathers of you too. Like when when we we can we gotta point that out too. We got let me say this. Parents tell her too. But let me say this to you now. Let's go. There are black men and women that are living in the same household raising their children. You mm -hmm. want to know why you don't see it? Because that's not the narrative that they want you to see. Okay? That's not the narrative they want you to see. Mm -hmm. They don't want the black man portrayed in a positive light. Right. They want the black man to be portrayed as a drug dealer. Right. A deadbeat. Right. No good, ain't gonna never amount to anything. That's right. what they want you to see. So that's what you're gonna continue to see. But I, when I did my show on last Tuesday, no, last Thursday, when I did deadbeat dads or a case of the bitter baby mama syndrome, 
The CDC did a study. Okay. 2019. Mm -hmm. did a study. And I tell people all the time. People lie, but numbers don't. 2.7 million black men reside in the same home with their children. 2.7 million. I think it was like 1.7 million that didn't, but were active in their children's lives. You got to think black people only make up, what, 15% of the population? Mm -hmm. So black men are out there raising their sons, raising their daughters. That's a fact. Parenting, very healthy. But that's not what they want you to see. At all. Like I tell people all the time, people lie, but numbers don't. Google it. The CDC did a study. And, and let me see. 72% black men, okay, have bathed, dressed, and been in the same household with their children in comparison to white men, 60%, uh, Hispanics, 45%. Okay. So there are black men out there that are raising their children or their child. They just don't want you to believe that black men are good dads. What do, do you think? Do you think they are more now or ha, are they, or has it been there the whole time? The whole time. It's been there the whole time. Hey, okay. brother. What's good? Good to see you, Jeremy. Good to see you, babe. Big brother Will they said exactly what I said. They don't want fact. people to believe men are decent for black men fact. at that. That's a fact. So black I, men I can't speak for, for I can't speak for the era back then because uh, there's been too many. Now hiring bookworms like Courtney, a crew member at the Batesville McDonald's. McDonald's is great to college students because they actually offer tuition assistance. They've basically paid for what student loans couldn't cover. We're hiring people like Courtney who are passionate about what they do. Our benefits include tuition assistance, flexible hours, paid time off, free employee meals, and more. At McDonald's, the crew is the special sauce. Join us. Apply now at McDonald'sHiresOhio.com. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At Lexia, we know literacy changes lives. As the gateway to the future for every student, literacy can boost their confidence and help them realize their full potential. Based on the science of reading, our literacy programs, along with all of those dedicated educators, can change the path of students' lives forever. We believe literacy can and should be for all. That's why at Lexia, we're all for literacy. Like I, I know a lot, I know plenty of friends that di that didn't have fathers in their lives. So there's only so right. much I know because I can't speak for them. But right. I can only speak for like people that I know that are currently fathers now that are my age, and I've, I'm rooting for them to constantly break the break break the cycle. And I I feel like they are, and I'm rooting for it, and I'm happy for them. And and once I have my child, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna help break that cycle as well. I can't wait to have a little RG3 running around or a little daughter running around, uh, uh, have fun with them. No, I don't know about playing football with them just yet, but <laughs> you get what I'm saying. <laughs> We're going to break the cycle regardless. Like Big Brother Will says, if people believe it, then you have to change the narrative. Right. That's, that's a fact. But black men, and then too, when you, when you look back, the system have forced the black man out of the house. You know, if the mother needed 
you know, food stamps or any type of a government assistance, the father could not be in the household and the mother received government assistance. Mm -hmm. And so according to the census, there are 1.7 million black men that don't reside in a house with their children. Their households are not considered the primary residence. So again, that goes. So again, people lie. Numbers don't. Numbers don't. Numbers don't. So let's talk about it. raising a black son in America. Let's talk about it. Come on, black men. Let's talk about this. Raising a black son in America. How do you do it? How do we do it? I mean, you look at it. Black men, I'm sorry, black boys, y'all are born in a world with two strikes. Being black and being a male. How 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 can we positively raise a black man? How do we take let me let me rephrase that? How do we take a black boy and raise him into a black man in this cool, cool, unjust world? And I'm not talking about just police brutality, but let's talk about let's say your background. Mm -hmm. no one ever wants to be a product of their environment he's having technical difficulties again but he'll be back don't worry <laughs> so Robert says well you know I don't have any kids he's saying my exactly good for this topic for me it's all theory explain I'm so Sorry, Ezra. Good to see you, baby. I don't know what's going on with Facebook today, um, but talk about it. Your, your experience it is good for this topic. You know. I know. <laughs> Ezra, you know I know, babe. You Look, your identity. <laughs> I know your secret identity. So, let's talk about it. Raising a black son in America. How do we do that? You know, how do we do that? How how do how are we able to raise a, a black man? And you know, we dealing with those people. Well, I well I can't really say too much since I I don't have have a child, so I can't really put too much in uh, input into that from a, a father's perspective. But the most I could probably you could put it say, in from a son's perspective. Put it in oh, from okay. a son's perspective. Um. So so let, let's 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 do this. Let me ask you this. Okay. Coming up, how were you raised? Despite being in the projects, you already know. How did you manage? To escape without a prison record, being arrested, well, you know. Well, 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 well. Luckily, my my parents uh, 
made sure that we wasn't going to be in the projects. Like the last thing, my, my dad's biggest goal was to make sure um, that he didn't, he, he didn't want me and my sister to go through the same thing that he went through in his, in his um, childhood where he and his brothers used to share a pair of shoes. So right. he, he made sure that we was like, we're not rich, but we was like at least in an okay position where we was in like a pretty good neighborhood where that's one. Um, two, at least develop develop good habits where we don't have where we're not um, trying to be in uh, like steer from a wrong path. At least I remember I did something stupid. I'm not gonna say what, but that in case you in case you need a reminder, it was the fifth grade. <laughs> it, it was something stupid, and I I I, I deserve I deserve that that discipline. And he he just need and, and that was the day I actually learned what bloods and crips were because it, it was just a situation that involved the bloodhound. I was just trying to impress a couple of guys that um, that I wouldn't say were no good for me, but just a bad influence. Like mm. it was not I wasn't doing nothing crazy, but I was I was trying to impress them, and I did something without thinking. And uh, luckily, I was I was younger because I probably got a lot in a lot more trouble if I would did it if I was legal. Um, and he snapped, snapped me into reality, made sure I was good. Um, did th- he also did things like made sure I, uh, he never bought me any toy guns. Uh, we talked about this before on the show. Um, right. I never understood why until I got older, because now, you know, police officer, they mistake, they mis- uh, quote unquote mistake phones for guns. Like, mm. so ima- imagine water guns for toy, for, uh, for guns. So I, right. so I understand that now. Um, sometimes just li- life lessons on what, what you want, what you want to do, like bring you around good influences, like good, good friends, like Mr. Sean, I work, I work with one of his classmates now, my boss, Mr. Sean, you, you might be mm-hmm. familiar with him. Um, I, I grew up around Mr. Sean. We used to watch Saints games with him all the time. A lot of his classmates, um, also, just life lessons to remember, like like you said, prime example. Just also make sure whatever you do, what, uh, whatever you do, try to do better than what your parents did for you. Right. So, Big Brother and, Will says our community needs to start start finding worth in black men, so the younger men will want to become men and leaders of the community. Facts. Mm. So, Mister Robert says, my dad was a father. And there is a difference between the two. You could, there's a difference between being a dad and a father. He said, my dad was a father, not a dad. He has been my father since birth, but I cannot say he was ever my dad, despite being the parent I was raised under. So Jeremy says, my parents were very strict and I was a homebody. Growing up, I didn't know anything about police brutality. So now that's what we got to educate our kids on. Yeah, we, we have to... We have to keep them educated on that amongst yeah. being respectful when they go out into the world. You know, oh, of course. Of course, that starts at home. Yeah. My 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 dad taught me that as well. Trust me. Like, yes, sir, brother, no ma'am. Yeah. Right. So Big Brother Will says women need to stop the cycle of misandry towards black men. Right. Because That's another subject. <laughs> 
Oh, and you know, honey, and, and anybody that knows me, y'all know I address it. Y'all know I, I, I try to force my black women to take accountability because we do that. Exactly what he just, right there. We do that. Absolutely, women. So Robert says, you can call it tough love, but I just felt like I was ignored and not cared about. It crippled me for a long time, being that I craved a real dad son relationship but when i got mm -hmm. free the weight was lifted he said i will go over friends houses and see their parents and how they can laugh and joke with them again it's about what you see you know he said i didn't have that i felt some kind of way so i didn't want to go to their houses and this is what causes children to become introverts right you know he said, and then he would lie to my friend's parents and made it very hard for me to do anything productive with friends or for self, preventing me from getting a paper route. And that's that right there is what I mean when I say that's the difference between a dad and a father. I know you, you boys want that love from, from your father. I know y'all because as, as a girl, you know, as, as a lady, I want the same thing for my dad. I, I wanted the love. I wanted the, the comfort. And I know that's what black men want from their dads. You know, black boys want to be able to go sit down with their dads and have those conversations that they can't sit down and have with mom. You know what I'm saying? I think you, you, your men, your boys that grow into men, are more comfortable with discussing certain topics in regards to, you know, male things with your dad. You know, maybe even if you have an uncle that's like a dad, but it's nothing like having your dad where you can sit down and say, man, you know what, dad? This, 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 this. Um. So he said he lied to an adult. He's, he's speaking of his, his uh, father. Lied to an adult I enjoyed talking with, so I couldn't go to her anymore because as much as she knew me, she took his word that I was a thief. Wow. And that's damaging. He said, despite all the lies, I still wanted the relationship. But it wasn't until I accepted that that's who he is and I'll never have a close relationship Jeez. with him that I cut him off for five years. You know, Azrael... He said, only then did I get, did I finally get self-peace. Again, this conversation is, is, is not about, about black girls and, and their fathers. I'm speaking to the black men and black sons. But as well, I absolutely can relate to this, that comment. You know, when you say, despite all the lies, you still wanted the relationship. Yeah. Oh. It was like that my dad. You know, my, my dad was a wonderful stepfather, but he was a horrible father to his children. But again, anyway, you know, I will say, I'll say that conversation. Yeah. Like I say, the, I'm the, la the last thing uh, as a father you ever want to want to do is show favoritism to your children. That's the last thing you ever want to do. Oh, yeah. And, and I see that a lot, too, in black households, you know, where the, the father may have two sons or three sons and he favors the middle one more so than the oldest one and the youngest one. You know, the oldest one may be the one, 
you know, that wants to be exactly like the dad. And then you have the young son, you know, the baby boy that just can't never get it together. And then you have the middle son that's just kind of a mix up between of both brothers. Yeah. And that's the one the dad loves the most. So, you know, I, I've seen that. So he said, um, 30 years old until I finally got a hold of who I am and begin to move forward. And I wish you nothing but peace, love, and blessings on your journey as you continue to heal and unpack all those suitcases. Because that's a lot of luggage to carry around. Same here, Mr. Robert. So dealing with that with your father, I know that was rough. Right. And and it is. You know, like I say, the father is the son's first hero, and the father is the daughter's first love. That's it. You know. So let's jump on into this one right here. Let's do it. The bond between a father and his son or sons. That goes to what uh, Robert was just saying. He wanted that bond. Regardless, he, he was willing to overlook the, the BS that his daddy had taken him through to have that relationship. So how important is that bond? Between a father and his son, or sons, plural. The the bond is actually so important. It will actually determine how you treat everybody else. Actually, because because if you have if you have a stranding bond with your father with your father, it can it can cause you to be very very distant, or maybe sometimes very harsh for no reason to to your friends or people that love and care about you. That bond, like I said, you know, it goes to, let me use sports as an example. Let's you know, you, um, you love football. That bond, being able to go out to the park and, and you're throwing a ball back and forth with your dad, you know, whether mm -hmm. it's football, y'all get on a basketball court, y'all are playing basketball. I think that's absolutely important, you know, because... Like I say, when I when I did my episode on this a few months back, there was a picture of Smokey Norfolk and his son. And social media was in a uproar. Especially the black men were in an uproar about this picture. And what it was, and I and I should have uploaded the picture. But it was a picture of his 16-year-old son laying in his arms asleep. Mm-hmm. And the comments in regards to this picture were horrible. I said, you know, I, I saw some of the comments, you know, men were like, oh, he too damn big to be laying up under his daddy like that and all. But how do you know that his father was not his safe place, his safe space? How do you know what kind of data son had and maybe his dad was his peace or vice versa you, you never know you never know what a what a just a, a hug could do do for a father or a son right 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 
So you get you catch my dad. I, I try to hug him every chance I get. And it's okay because that bond between a father and son needs to be had, especially a black boy and a black father. That bond is absolutely important. So, um, so I, I went on and and you know, like I said, I was reading all the comments and I was sickened by some of the comments that black men were saying. Mm -hmm. I'm like, man, I ain't finna lay up under my daddy, but. When you lose, when when your parents pass on, you're gonna miss and wish you could have that one more moment to crawl on your dad's lap one last time or lay your head on your dad's chest one last time. That bond is important because if you have a, a wonderful bond with your dad, then you'll pass that bond on to have a great bond with your son. You know, when it, whenever the time comes for you to have your children. And again, like you said, in that moment, you know, you, you want men to be vulnerable with their children. Right. And, you know, so Smokey Norfolk went on to say, um, he was like, um, I think his son is autistic. So he, he cherished that moment because he said that was the first time his son had laid in his arms since he was a little boy. And this was Thanksgiving Day. I would rather see oh, a son laying place. under his father as a place of peace, as his sanctuary, than to see a black boy hauled off in handcuffs right. or laying on a cold slab. Right. I thought it was a beautiful picture. I love to see my black men bonding with their sons. I love that. And don't get me wrong, I love to see them with their daughters, but like I say, tonight we're talking about sons. Daughters, I'm going to get to y'all on another date. But right now I'm talking about sons. You know, Mr. Robert says, I'm actually the only boy. I have three sisters, two younger and one older. But I'm the only one who talks to him anymore. I gave him guidelines for keeping the line of communication open. He said, yes, very distant. They called a special counselor into my middle school. Was the only reason I began to open up. But I think they thought I was going to hurt someone else or myself because I was always alone. And I think Miss Watson so much, the short time I had with her helped immensely. See? So, Jeremy, so smoking Norfolk son, I believe he's 16 or 15. I believe he's like 15 or 16, but social media was in an uproar about this picture because Smoking Norfolk had taken a picture with his son that had fallen asleep in his arms. Well, you, you well, you, 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 they, they judge anything. Social media judges anything. Of course they do, but it was so eloquently put. Let me see if I can pull it up. Hold on, let me, let me see. Can I? Um, let me see if I can pull it up. But I thought it was absolutely the most beautiful photo ever. I, I I did. I was like, oh my God. In that moment, I was like, this is so wonderful. Let me see if I can pull the picture up. And I'm going to read you the caption. Like I say, this was Thanksgiving. Oh. Can we take the picture down? 
Oh, no, here it is. So, it's son of 16. Okay, let me know. Can you see the picture? What's wrong with that picture? So, social media was in an uproar. So, he says, by far, my favorite part of today. My 16-year-old baby boy, who's my height, climbed in my arms and went sound asleep like he was 16 months old. Like, oh, asleep like when he was 16 months old. Didn't want it to end. Never do they want to be my little babies anymore. That picture don't look crazy at all. So he said this was a priceless moment for him. So the last time his son had laid in his arms, his son was 16 months old. And that's what happens. You know, boys grow up, the girls grow up. They no longer want to be the babies. You know, they don't want the affection. So, you know, fathers, when you're able to get it, they hold on to that. They right. cherish that. They relish that moment. And like I say, I thought it was a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. It is. Photo. To see a, a because they don't show that. We don't see that. We don't get to see black fathers interacting positively with their black sons. We always see the black men in handcuffs or on the ground with a knee on their neck. So when, when I go back in and I see the bond between a father and his son or sons, it's very important. It's, it's, it's imperative that... That bond stays tight. So, talk to me. Tell me, what is the bond like with you and your dad? Are you able to? Because I know, I know, my brother's a hugger. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, and that, I know I, at I, any moment. And yeah. If you go to my brother and you have had one of those days and you are ready to display that emotion of sadness, my brother going to hug you. Right. Well, I, 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 I'm a hugger myself. Trust me. Like my dad knows I'm, I'm going to find a way to hug him somehow. Definitely tell him I love him. I call him big guy like Carlton does on the, on Fresh Prince. Right. So, yeah. So, Nicknames definitely is is already that's already a sign of like my bond with, with my dad. Like again, he he doesn't like joke around me like how he probably does with his friends. He's probably not as loose with me or with with the family, but he he is close to us enough to at least be around. He's close enough to us to like to show that he loves us, that he cares for us. He's there. He's, he's he tries his best to be to be there with us through the big moments and hell to be honest like i i think the the biggest process that he's ever showed how much he loved us was like the time that uh remember he he, he, he was a recruiter um there was one time i forgot how how like what is the correct term for this but he had to go recruit for philadelphia for three years mm -hmm. and I was upset about that. So I was like, damn, my, I'm going to be without my dad for three years. Originally, they, originally, apparently, I don't, 
it was supposed to be six, but somehow he made it three. He's gonna say it that it was three the whole time, but I heard <laughs> six the first time. Say what you want, Dad. I heard six the first time, then changed to three. <laughs> and and throughout those three years, some way, somehow, that man figured out a way to constantly pop up, pop up and show up back to New Orleans countless and countless of times. I don't know how he did it. Sometimes it, it was unannounced and, and surprising us. That let me know how Those much Those are the best us. ones. Yes. That's, that's the best, you know, when you least expect. And I, and I will always appreciate, appreciate him for that alone. Like, he was even there for like... And because I, I used to used to want to want to play sports, especially basketball. He was never able to make it to my to my uh, basketball games. Not his fault. Like the man's a busy man. I'll, I'll never never be mad at him for that. Like there's only so much you could do when you try try and get bills paid. I would never be mad at him for that. Same thing with my mom. He was at least able to make it to one of my flag football games. And I was happy about that, and we won. So, but at the end of the day, I feel like my 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 bond with, with my dad is pretty strong. Um, off of like few jokes, great moments. Him constantly trying to help me grow and evolve, and the time that he just wants wants to see me be great. He was there when I did my uh, capstone project, and he talked about me on on um on Facebook, bragging about me, telling me how much I killed the presentation. Like that let me know how much I made him proud. That made me feel great. So let me ask you, so do you think, nephew, the bond with your dad has gotten better since you've gotten older, or do you think it's still the same? Um, now that you have, you have your own identity, you know, you have your own sense of independency, you know. To be honest, I, I can't really say because I'm really trying to get myself there uh, together first. Because like when, when you when you at a pl place where you're trying to figure out for yourself, like you you're in more tunnel vision. But at, this is why I will say my dad has been like my right hand man that's been trying to help me every step of the way. So that I can say yes as far as that. Like so he, he's been co-signing me with, with my dream. Yeah. Yeah. So as far as that, yeah. Like he's been co like if it wasn't for him, you and I wouldn't be here right now talking. Right. He's practically my right. manager. <laughs> no, Dad, you're not getting paid. No, I, I, I'm broke, Dad. You're not getting paid. <laughs> but that bond, you know, like I say, it's it's absolutely imperative you know, in a black household for the black man to be close to his black boy. Um, that's another thing that helps keep him out of the streets. Right. You know, if we sit and we talk about New Orleans right now, like a war zone, you know, and a lot of these little black boys that are doing all this killing, Grew up in fatherless households. Mom was working two, three jobs. So the streets was where they found love. You know, yeah. I, I go back and I look at the OGs that stayed on you young black boys. 
made right. sure, oh, you better take your ass to school. You know, that's what right. they would say. Uh, you better be going to school. Those were the OGs. Now, hell, the OGs are dead or in prison, but we need those OGs. You know, there's those are the ones that work that's in walking the street. With no code. Right. It's like, but even though the OGs were in the street, even though they was out doing wrong, they still pushed you, your generation, well, you know, my generation mm. and own. Boy, you better go to school, man. Go on play football, man. Go on right. run track, man. Go on play that instrument, man. Go on get your ass out the hood. Yeah. That, we you, don't have that village anymore. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, some some of those OGs and some of the hood niggas that talk to people like me, like, yo, bro, you doing good. Stay in the school. Like right. stay, stay stay in college. Make sure you're doing good over there. Don't don't be like me over here. Like, but bro, you doing good. Trust me. Trust me. Right. Stay, stay, stay in the past you're doing. And and you know, and a lot of y'all will become enamored with the OGs. You want y'all wanted to not you, but the mm. the in my generation, they wanted to be in the streets. So Jeremy says, topic is very good, and I was intrigued. I gotta get ready for work now. All right, brother. Have hey. a good night, babe. Hey, be, be safe, Jeremy, and go get your money, my brother. Right, right. Shout out to Jeremy. Get your money. He just got back from L.A. That's my Memphis 10 boy. <laughs> Shout out to you in Memphis, brother. Shout out to you. So you had a lot of the other youngsters that wanted that were enamored with the OGs. They wanted to be in the streets, you know. Um, but then you had the OGs that was like, nope. Get your ass from over here. Go to school. Go your ass to school. You better not be skipping school. You know, and again, that, that comes back to the village. You know, we 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 need to bring to back the village mentality, right? Because whether it's your dad or whether it's an uncle, that bond between a male, a positive male role model and a boy is very important. It's very important. It's very imperative. You That's know? when unity comes in. Right. So let me show you this video real quick. Let me take this off the screen. And then we're going to go into the last question of the night and then we'll roll into the final thoughts. So check this one out right here. Target has everything for last minute Easter fun. Get decor delivered to your door with same day delivery or grab basket building and brunching faves with free drive up Easter easy as Target. At Lexia, we know literacy changes lives. As the gateway to the future for every student, literacy can boost their confidence and help them realize their full potential. Based on the science of reading, our literacy programs, along with all of those dedicated educators, can change the path of students' lives forever. We believe literacy can and should be for all. That's why at Lexia, we're all for literacy. Here we go. My son's father and I were together off and on for about 10 years. But when I realized that I was suffering and my children were suffering, I decided that it was time for us to move on. The guilt is very, very heavy. I worry about my oldest son the most. He's dealing with so many emotions and he doesn't know how to cope with them, so he shut down. 
When I ask him about his father, he just says, I don't care. I don't care. I don't want to talk about him. I don't care. I worry about the rejection that he feels. I worry that every time he has to experience some type of rejection, it's going to take him back to that place. It's been very difficult to watch my child basically fall apart. Tanya and her oldest son, 17-year-old LJ, are here. So how do you feel? What do you see? you're feeling right now? Stand up if you don't mind. Yeah. LJ? Um, oh. She said you were shut down. You don't seem shut down to us. No, not at all. I do tend to shut down just because when you're young, you feel like when you're young and I guess fatherless, you feel like you have to I protect. Think. I think. I, I feel like I have to protect her. So showing my emotions because she does so much and she has so much on her plate. I feel like if I, if I, if I was worried or if I was angry, then I would just add more to her plate and I would just be a burden. Mm -hmm. and Mama, I, leave him. Sorry. <laughs> and I know that she does so much, so I just, I don't want to, I want to cause little stress. Mm -hmm. I don't want to. You don't want her to see you being vulnerable right. or to really know how you feel. Right, and I want to protect her. That would hurt her. Right. But the, you made that up. That you sharing with your mom your authentic experience would hurt her. You made that up. Right, Mom? Yes. Yeah. I want to know how he feels. I because want why? Why? Up. Why do you want to know how he feels? Because I'm his mom. I'm, I, I need to know what he's going through so that I can help. Maybe you can help because the hole in his soul, the size of his father, you have nothing to do about that. So what would you like your mom to know about how you feel about not having a dad that you've never been able to tell her? Turn to your mom because she wants to know. Look at your mom and tell her. Well, growing up, it hurt a lot knowing that you were the only ones at my basketball games. And when other people's father would tell me congratulations, Breathe, my father wouldn't, he wouldn't tell me congratulations because he wasn't even there. And you took that time and effort to always be there for me. And growing up, I did feel rejected. I felt like it was my fault that you two weren't speaking. And now that I'm a bit older, it, I do, sad to say, I kind of, I feel a bit more sad for my little brother now that, because I don't want him to feel the same way I feel. Take a breath. And what is it that you want your dad to know about you that he missed? What do you want him to know about you? That I'm growing up, and I think that you can't make up for lost time. And the way he can show me that he really wants to be a father is to be there for my little brother. OK, take a breath. So I want to I point out two things here. First of all, she survived. Look at her. She ain't dead. And mom, he was able to share with you authentically, stand in his truth, and you didn't have to save him. Can you see that? Yeah. Okay, now you can hug your mama.
So that takes us to our last topic. The importance of the relationship between a black man and his son or son. Let's talk about that video for a moment. What did you think? I think nephew was full of him. I think he's full. <laughs> Can you hear me? Say again. Yeah. Uh, not, uh, go ahead, because I wasn't hearing you clearly. He was mu muzzling a little bit. So, that there video. we go. You good now? Mm -hmm. Let's talk about it for a moment. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on that? Uh. My biggest thoughts is, um, as far as don't the the most I can really say is like don't don't be a deadbeat father, because being a deadbeat father, you thinking that you could do whatever you want or what you're doing isn't gonna hurt anybody, but the one person that that you're gonna hurt the most is the child, and that's the last thing you wanna hurt. A lot of things that you that you do when a child is involved between you and the one that you made a child with is gonna hurt mostly the child. It's gonna affect mostly the child. And that is the last thing you wanna do because even though you're not gonna regret it now or you might not regret it as much now, you'll probably regret it later. And when you decide, you know what, let me try and make up for it. And finally decide and finally decide to chase them down and actually apologize and try to make up for it. They might not be so happy to see you. Mm. So, like he said in the video himself, like you can't make up for lost time, big fella. Right, and that's the importance of the relationship between a black man and his son or sons. You know. We women, we know we cannot teach these boys how to be men. No matter how much they try to say, you know, no matter how much you have women that say, oh, I, I've taught my son. No, you can't teach your, your boy. You cannot teach a boy how to be a man. Because there's certain you, things that women can't teach a man. Right. You could teach him the loving and nurturing side, but when it comes to those man things, he needs his dad or a positive role model in his life that's needed it's necessary you know that goes back to the conversation uh you know the 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 show that i did deadbeat dads or arguing with the bitter baby mama syndrome you have to allow the black man to have a relationship with his sons or son that's imperative Dad is the other 50%. So why would you stand in the way of that? To me, I think the importance of a relationship between a black man and his son or sons is learning how to be a man. Learning how to stand on your own two feet. Learning how to Find your own identity. And that's imperative. 
Every boy needs his dad. Every boy. Again, a father is his son's first hero and his daughter's first love. We need that. You know, we need to change the narrative of that also in regards to black men. I want to see more of that on TV. I, I'm so sick. Of, you know what, Neff? Let me let me just go on and see it. I'm so I sick saw. of seeing I'm so sick of seeing the bullshit that they show on TV in regards to black men not being worth not being worth two nickels. That's a lie. But it's up to us to change the narrative and express to the black man on a daily day basis why it's important for you to have a relationship with your son or your sons. Again, yes, ladies. It's important for he having technical difficulties again, but it's okay. Yes, it's important for a father to have with his daughter, but I'm not talking about us tonight. I'm talking to my I'm talking to my black men, my black boys. Build that bond with your son. Fathers, uh, sons, build that bond with your dad because you never know. When it's going to be the last time. Most uh, boys find solace and comfort with their dads. More so than they do their moms. I'm not saying the sons don't love their moms. They do. But a lot of boys find solace and comfort with their dads. So that relationship is important. It's important for you black men to step up and be fathers to these black boys now. We're losing them at alarming rates. Not only are we losing them to police brutality, but we're losing them to gang, to gun violence. And when I say gun violence, you got black boys killing other black boys. You got black men killing other black men. So it's important to rebuild the bond and the relationship between a black man and his son. It's imperative that we change the narrative. It's imperative that we start displaying men and boys showing affection to one another. It's okay, fathers, for you to tell your son you love him. Son, it's okay for you to show your, your human side. It's okay to display your emotions. That does not make you less of a man. And I need you black fathers to stop telling your boys that if they cry, that they're going to be weak. Stop telling them that. Black women, I'm going to get to you in just a moment. But it's time. Stop telling them that. Because we women are left to deal with these emotionally scarred men. We're left to deal with them. Stop it. I cannot stress this enough, the importance of the relationship of a black man and his black son or sons. Nephew, whenever you have a child, if, if you just so happen to have a son, mm -hmm. love on your son as much as you can and allow your son to love on you as much as he can because that bond between a son and his and his dad is like the bond between a mother and her daughter. That's automatic. That's mandatory. 
we look at them as a safe place you get what i'm saying mm. shit that you can't talk about with your homeboys you can go sit down and be like man say that and have that real life conversation and dad is gonna give you the truth dad is not sugarcoating anything with you dad is giving it to you cut and dry mm. and that's what y'all need my heart goes out to these fatherless boys especially yeah my heart yearns but you know the black boys that that you know i'm sorry these black men that i've come in contact with that i've had conversations with that have said if only my dad was in my life man i wish my dad was here i wish my dad did this i wish i could have played basketball with my dad or i wish i could have gone fishing with my dad or i wish i could do this and i wish i could do that but my dad is in prison or my dad is dead or my daddy just up one day and walked out and never came back black men y'all are hurting these black boys that's the importance of that relationship and, and might i add before you before you can before uh -huh. you continue go ahead go ahead because uh, it's because just like you said earlier we already got black black men killing black men and black boys killing black black boys it's already bad that we as black men are looking at each other as the enemy we don't need to look at fathers and sons to look at each other's enemies too that's the last thing we need dead be dads or not that's you said the last a word oh you just said a word with that nephew that just want to add that in continue no 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 you absolutely said a word with that in regards to we have to stop looking at each other as the enemy. So that's the importance of the relationship between a black man and his son or sons. Black fathers, y'all are needed now more than ever. Y'all are absolutely needed now more than ever. Whew. When I tell your nephew, Every, every episode I do, I just, I don't know. I, it just, I, I, I think I get more conviction behind it, more, com more passion behind it. But I had to step in tonight and I had to talk to my black men and my black boys. I had to discuss the importance of the relationship between a black man and his sons. Why y'all are needed. Mm -hmm. Don't leave a void. So that takes me right here into my final thoughts. Go ahead, nephew. What's your final thoughts for tonight's topic? My final thoughts. My 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 final thoughts as as far as this this particular subject. I just want. I just want us as black men to break this quote unquote cycle so we we as black men can be greater than we already are because we are we already are great but there can be a greater level to this as it is because at the end of the day there already is flaws flaws it is we 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 already have um broken uh broken homes uh we we have uh families that are affected by either fathers that aren't in their lives 
of fathers that are in their lives but aren't doing good enough or aren't uh, trying to do good enough or don't even care. So dead fathers step up step it up or fathers that are that are there or aren't doing enough do better. That's all I ask. And if you need and if you need if you need some inspiration Look up my father, Rodney Griffin Sr. How about that? <laughs> Shout out to you, Dad. You did your job. I, Shout I appreciate out to my, my big because he got out the mud, so I didn't have to. That's why I appreciate <laughs> it so much. Right. And there you go. You just perfectly said why that relationship is important. Your daddy ran so you wouldn't have your daddy walked so you didn't have to run. Of course. That just, you know, I try not to get emotional on these shows. You know what happens, especially when I'm talking to my brothers. Black father and son relationships. What can I say? I love y'all. It's time for your fathers to to step up and and become fathers. Be fathers. Rebuild that bond. It's never too late. Accountability is absolutely important. We're leaving too many fatherless boys out here in the streets. Like the young man said in the video, It's whatever. When deep down he's hurting. See, fathers, what I want you to know is when you leave, you don't hurt the mom, you hurt the child or the children. These babies are are brought into, they're not asked to be brought into the world, but here they are. If being a father is not what you want to be, then take the proper precautions. Women, you can't force a boy to be a man when he's not ready. So at some point, ladies, you have to hold yourselves accountable too. We have to work to change the narrative. Because like I told you in regards to those statistics, 2.7 million black men are in the household. With their children. Only 1.7 million aren't. But are still active in their children's lives. Like I say. People lie numbers don't. People lie numbers don't. We have to change the narrative. You want to see more positive? We have to start doing more positive things. And and promoting more positive things too. When it happens. Right. Right. Because this classic saying is negativity sells. hmm. So if you have a platform, utilize it to, if you see something good in your neighborhood, post it. When I tell you I'm so sick of seeing the foolishness, I'm so sick of seeing 
the dudes fighting and shooting at each other. The black mm-hmm. men is who I'm tired of. But we have to change the narrative. To you black boys. Tita love you. To the black men. I love you kings. Y'all are absolutely everything to me. I would love to see more father-son bonds than fatherless boys. I know it's difficult, men, to co-parent with a mom that doesn't make it easy for you. I understand it. But you fight as hard as you can to be in your child's life. Let your child know that you're there. Let them know that you love them. Regardless of what mama has put in their minds. Dad, as you prove them otherwise. Prove them otherwise, dads. That's what you do. You prove them otherwise. Show them that you really are the shit. Because, baby, let me tell you, you black men, y'all are the shit, baby. Yes, sir. I don't care what the world says. And I keep saying the same thing over and over again. When the world says you're not enough, I think you're everything. And I'm going to keep celebrating my black men. I'm going to keep honoring the black man. I came from one. My nephew came from one. He's a black king. So I celebrate him. I celebrate all the young black kings that come behind him. But dads, I really do need y'all to get it together though. I really need y'all to come on. Take your sons back. Take them out of the streets. We absolutely need it. And to all the good dads, we appreciate you. Right. To the single fathers, I see you. Keep it up. I see you doing your thing, dad. We're praying for you. It's a lot of them on my timeline that are single fathers. Also, P.S. All the black fathers on my timeline I need y'all to email. I'm going to make a post. But I want y'all to email email me pictures because I want to do, like I say, I'm doing my, my Father's Day special for the black fathers. So I want to see y'all with your kids. I want to see y'all or see you with your dads. I want to see that, baby, because I'm, pro- I'm posting nothing but I'm promoting positivity. Let me say that. Let me say that. So on that note, y'all already know. How y'all could check out Black Girl Interrupted. Baby, y'all know Black Girl Interrupted is live every Tuesday and every Thursday night. 8 p.m. Central Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Y'all know y'all can follow Black Girl Interrupted on Facebook. You can follow me on Instagram. You can follow me on Twitter. Don't forget, like, share, subscribe to me on YouTube. Tell a friend. Set your notifications so you don't miss the episode. We come on Black Girl Interrupted and y'all know we have a ball. 
But I absolutely love the way the show went today. Um, I think I'm gonna start doing that. You know, do some deal break. You know, do some icebreakers. Um, of course, I'm continue to do my mental health check ins, but I also want to have a little fun on Black Girl Interrupted as well. We're not always we're not serious all the time. We know how to let loose. I know how to unwind. I know how to back it up and drive it like it's hot. <laughs> I know how to do all of that. I know how to do it all. But most in, first and foremost, I just want to take the time out to recognize everybody. You know, like I say, everybody is important to me. I, I appreciate all the love, all the continuous support that you guys show me week in and week out. Um, this is absolutely why I continue to do what I do. And what else do I want to say? I mean, I say the same thing. You know, I have to let y'all know that I appreciate y'all. You know, I have to let y'all know that this is exactly why I do exactly what I do and why I continue to do what I do. You get what I'm saying? This is why I do it because of y'all. This gentleman, there we go. That young man right there and all the people that tune in and watch. I do it for y'all. I do this for y'all. God gave me the gift to have a platform. He told me utilize it for good, and here we are tonight. But don't forget, tomorrow, Black Girl Interrupted is hosting first annual Women's Empowerment Conference. Going live at 12 p.m. Central Time, baby. Don't forget, head over to Eventbrite. Save your space. I mean, save your seat. Come on, it's free. Free, 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 free. And also, right, and also to New Orleans and all surrounding areas, June the 19th at Thrive on Desire Parkway. Come holler at your girl for the black for the Juneteenth Black Expo 2021. I will be live there. It starts at one o'clock till five o'clock. So if you're in the area. Come by and show your girl some love. Come get on camera with your girl because I am going live, baby, with over 25 plus vendors. We're going to have live entertainment. We're going to have all types of things. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe uh, Tita Cantrell is going to slide through. So who knows? Who knows what's going down? But don't forget, y'all, June 19th in New Orleans. I believe the address is 30. Let me tell y'all. Address. I think it's like 34, 36. June 19th. It's only June 10th. <laughs> right. So come and support these beautiful black-owned the businesses. Come celebrate with us on Juneteenth. And don't forget, next Sunday, I am doing an amazing Father's Day special to celebrate the black fathers. So on that note, uh, oh yeah, don't forget this Sunday, June the 13th. Tune in with your girl at 6 p.m. Central Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. I am talking to men and what it's like to be a gay black man in America in recognition of pride. So don't forget, and I will have two special guests on with me. And we are going to be talking about, like I say, being a Blake, being a gay black man in America. You know. They have to be recognized. They're men. Whether you accept their lifestyle or not, you will respect them. So again, I'll see y'all Sunday, 6 p.m. Central Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. This coming Sunday, like I say, 
we're talking about being a gay black man in America. And again, don't forget tomorrow afternoon, Black Girl Interrupted is hosting first annual Women's Empowerment Conference. And then June the 19th in New Orleans, we're having our business black our black business expo of 2021 so on that note again i want to say i love you guys don't forget go and subscribe to slick talk podcast he is on youtube go sit down on the, on the couch and have a conversation with right with rg of course of course hey, of course junior please the second y'all know who he is <laughs> Yeah, some very good, yes, some very great topics. Yes, please love go him, check out him, the Slick Talk podcast where we have conversations when when it needs to be conversed. Y'all, y'all will enjoy, right. enjoy the episode. We we might have a little treat for next week. Uh, I, y'all, I, I'm gonna surprise y'all as far as the next big subject. I got an idea. I got an idea. So y'all gonna see me chatting with the slogan, Miss Ashley. Right. Come on. All right, hey, hey. Uh, Ladies, slide my DM before I slide in yours. Uh, fellas, do right and be careful. Everybody stay happy and be positive. One love, peace in the bucket of head grease. We appreciate y'all enjoying the show. And y'all have now tuned in of uh, the Black Girls Interrupted. <laughs> <laughs> you better know it. You better freaking know it. You better know it. You better know it. You better know it, baby. You better know it. So, yes, don't forget, y'all. Hell, a little friendly reminder for y'all. And there you have it. Every Tuesday, every Thursday, 8 p.m. I'll let your girl. So again, I will see y'all Sunday at 6 p.m. Central Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. I am going to be talking about being a gay black man in America. And I'm recognizing pride. So love y'all. See you Sunday. Sunday. Morning, noon, and bite. It's buy one, get one for a dollar at McDonald's. Choose from a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage McGriddles, and hash browns. For lunch, enjoy a McDouble, McChicken, six-piece chicken McNuggets, and more. Buy one, get one for a dollar. You can get two of the same item or mix and match them. Prices and participation may vary. Valid for product of equal or lesser value cannot be combined with any other offer. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details.